0: Welcome to the Love and Marriage Podcast, presented by BYU Speeches, featuring BYU devotionals and forums that offer insights on dating and marriage. Be sure to check out our other podcasts by searching BYU Speeches, wherever you get your podcasts, or by visiting speeches.byu.edu slash podcasts. Once I learned an important lesson from my wife, I traveled extensively in my profession. I'd been gone almost two weeks and returned home one Saturday morning. I had four hours before going to a meeting. I noticed that our little washing machine had broken down and my wife was washing the clothes by hand. Having an engineering background, I began to fix the machine. Jeanne came by and said, "Rich, what are you doing?" I said, I'm repairing the washing machine so you don't have to do this by hand. She said, no, go play with the children. I said, I can play with them anytime. I want to help you. She said, Richard, please go play with the children. (laughs) When she spoke to me that authoritatively, I saluted and obeyed. I had a marvelous time with our children. We chased each other around and rolled in the fall leaves. Later I went to my meeting, and I probably would have forgotten that experience, would it not for the lesson that she wanted me to learn. The next morning, about 4 AM, I was awakened as I felt two little arms around my neck, a kiss on the cheek, And these words whispered to my ear that I will never forget. Dad, I love you. You are my best best friend. Are you having that kind of experience with your children? If not, you're missing one of the supernal joys of life. If you have not yet married, you can decide now that when you are a parent, the happiness of your children will be a very high priority in your life. When you live the commandments of Jesus Christ, you qualify to be led by the Lord. Therefore, you will not participate in the wrong things that go on around you. You can identify an eternal companion, with whom you will have a marvelous life as you both express faith in the Savior and His power and to live worthily through your courtship. Make the place where you live, no matter how humble or temporary, the embodiment of a clean, righteous environment where the Spirit can dwell. Keep it a haven of peace, free of conflict or dissension. This advice is given to both those who are married and those who are single. If you begin now to make a home and environment where the spirit can dwell, it will be all the more likely that you'll be able to do so when you have a family of your own. Young men, don't waste time in idle pursuits. Serve a worthy mission, then make your highest priority that of finding a worthy eternal companion. Get on with life and work at it. Don't just coast through this period of life. It goes by too rapidly. When you find you're developing a strong interest in a young woman, show her that you are an exceptional person. And that she would find interesting to know better. Take her places that are worthwhile. Show some ingenuity. It's all right to go to the movie after you're married, but it's stupid to do it (laughs) beforehand. Get to know each other. If you want to have a wonderful wife, you've got to be attractive to her. If you've found someone, begin to righteously grow those feelings together. You can form an extraordinarily wonderful courtship and marriage and be very, very happy eternally by staying within the bounds of worthiness, the Lord has said. How can two people in love avoid crossing? the boundary and falling into temptation. Let us define love. To love another righteously is to protect, to elevate, to keep pure and undefiled, to sacrifice oneself for the benefit of the other. To love is to hold and reserve sacred, intimate experiences for the sanctity of marriage. When these experiences are appropriately shared in marriage, they draw a husband and wife together and strengthen them for the growing responsibilities of parenthood. These sacred acts result in the formation of physical bodies for spirit children, Father in Heaven entrust to a mother and father. That sacred setting. In that sacred setting, appropriate, intimate expression is beautiful and purposeful. When you remember these facts, you will want to keep your courtship clean and pure. Now I would like to speak to you who have already found your eternal companion. I invite those who are not yet married to listen closely so that when that time comes, you can make your marriage the best it can be. The Family Proclamation states that a husband and wife should be equal partners. Many couples practice equal partnership with their companion to the benefit of both and the blessing of their children. However, many do not. I encourage anyone who is reluctant to develop an equal partnership with his or her spouse to obey the inspired counsel of the Lord and do it. Equal partnership yields its greatest benefit when both husband and wife seek the will of the Lord in making important decisions for themselves and their family, as Ben and Rebecca have told us they do. If you are married, are you faithful to your spouse mentally as well as physically? Are you loyal to your marriage covenants by never engaging in a conversation with another person that you wouldn't want your spouse to overhear? Are you kind and supportive of your own spouse and children? Brethren, Do you assist your wife by doing some of the household chores? Do you lead out in family activities such as scripture study, family prayer, family home evening? Or does your wife fill in the gap your lack of attention leaves in the home? Do you tell your wife often how very much you love her? Express gratitude for what your spouse does for you. Express that love and gratitude often, for that will make life far richer, more pleasant, and purposeful. Many women seldom hear a complimentary comment and are not thanked for the multitude of good they do. That's a tragedy. As a husband, When you sense that your wife needs lifting, hold her in your arms and tell her how very much you love her. May each of us ever be tender and appreciative of the special companion who enriches our lives. As a husband, be aware of what you might unconsciously communicate by how you treat your wife in public. As I shake hands with members at the end of a meeting, occasionally I note a man that's in 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 line in front of his wife. That's inappropriate. As a matter of fact, it's just plain stupid. (laughs) It's demeaning to her. The simple gestures like opening a door in the car or in a room for a woman... Shows how you want to give her the respect she deserves. As a husband and wife, work as a partnership to build on each other's strengths, listen to each other, and help each other. I have seen men reject counsel from a wife who likely has struggled for a long time to find just the right moment to mention something the husband needed to change. Don't do that. I'll share an example to illustrate what I mean. Early in our marriage, Janine found just the right time to talk about something I know she had probably noticed ever since we had met. She said, Rich, when you talk to people, look in their eyes. You look at the ceiling, the walls, the floor, but you never look in their eyes. That suggestion profoundly changed my life. My precious companion loved me enough to help me by telling me what I needed to know. I learned from my wife the importance of exchanging notes. Early in our marriage, I would open my scriptures to give a message. I would see an affectionate, supportive note slip into the pages. Sometimes they were so tender that I could hardly talk. Those precious notes from a loving wife were and are a priceless treasure of comfort. I began to do the same thing with her, not realizing how much they truly meant to her. When she passed away, I found in her private things how much she appreciated the simple messages we shared with each other. I found that she not only kept the notes, but that she protected them in plastic covering as if they were a valuable treasure. There's only one that she didn't put with the others. It's still behind the glass in our kitchen clock. It reads... Janine, it's time to tell you I love you. It remains there to remind me constantly of that exceptional daughter of Father in Heaven. In her final days of illness, I tried to find supporting scriptures that would help her. I put printed copies of them around the house. I found each one of those messages carefully protected as if they were very valuable. In like manner, I have kept the precious notes she has given me. As I have thought back over our life together, I realize how blessed we've been. There has never been an argument in our home, never an unkind word between us. Now I realize that blessing came because of her. It resulted from her willingness to give to share, and to never think of herself. In our later life together, I tried to emulate her example. I suggest that as husband and wife, you do the same in your home. And when you singles are married, plan to do the same with your companion. Now, I would speak of something that is most sacred, When we were created, Father in heaven put in our body the capacity to stir powerful emotions within the covenant of marriage when properly used in ways acceptable to both the Lord and each other. Those emotions open the doors for children to come to earth. Such sacred expressions of love are an essential part of the covenant of marriage. Within marriage, those emotions should be used to allow a couple to draw closer in oneness Through the beautiful, appropriate expression of these feelings between a husband and wife. There are times in her life, brethren, when you need to constrain those feelings— There are times when you need to allow their full expression. Always be sensitive to her feelings. Let the Lord guide you in ways that will, that will enrich your marriage. There are men and, unfortunately, some women who experiment with stimulating those emotions by influences outside of the covenant of marriage. There is a powerful difference between love and lust. Pure love yields happiness and engenders trust. It is the foundation of eternal joy. Lust will destroy that which is enriching and beautiful. A married couple must have no private, hidden activities that are kept a secret from each other. That pattern provides a powerful spiritual insurance. When you travel, take along a picture of your wife. Set it before you so that you can constantly see it to remember how you were loved and trusted. You will not be tempted to contaminate your mind or violate your covenants. Pure love is an incomparable, potent power for good. Righteous love is the foundation of a successful marriage. It is the primary cause of contented, well-developed children. Who can justly measure the righteous influence of a mother's love? What enduring fruits will result from the seeds of truth that you as a mother can carefully plant and lovingly cultivate in the fertile soil of your own child's trusting mind and heart. As a mother, you have been given divine instincts to help you sense your child's special talents and unique capacities with your husband, You can nurture, strengthen, and cause those traits to flower. Brethren, as a husband, consistently tell your wife how much you love her. It will bring her great happiness. I've heard men tell me when I say that, oh, she knows. You need to tell her. A woman needs that reinsurance, flowers and grows, and is greatly blessed from it. Don't withhold those natural expressions of love. And it works a lot better if you're holding her close while you're telling her. (laughs) As a son, tell your mother how you love her. It will give her great joy. Let us be grateful to our Father in Heaven for His precious daughters. Let us help them as much as we can. Let us encourage every woman who questions her value to turn to her Heavenly Father and His glorified Son for a supernal confirmation of her immense individual worth. I testify that as each woman seeks that assurance in faith and obedience— The Savior will continually provide it through the Holy Ghost. That guidance will lead her to fulfillment, peace, and consuming joy through magnifying her divinely appointed sacred womanhood. Marriage is so wonderful. I feel sorry for you who haven't yet made that choice or haven't had the opportunity You get to know each other very well. In time, you begin to think alike, have the same ideas and impressions. You have times when you're extremely happy, times of testing, times of trial. But the Lord guides you through all of those growth experiences together. I remember on one occasion... With a little boy who was very ill. He was in a hospital and passed away. As we drove from the hospital, we pulled over to the side of the road. I held her in my arms. Each of us cried a little, but we realized we would have him beyond the veil because we had made those covenants in the temple. And that made it much easier. Janine's kindness taught me so many valuable things. I was so immature. And she was so disciplined, so mature, and so spiritual. It is so rewarding to be married One night, our little boy with a heart problem awoke. Two of us heard it. Normally, my wife always got up to take care of a crying baby, but this time I said, I'll take care of it. Because of his problem, when he began to cry, his little heart would pound very rapidly. He would lose any food that he had eaten and soil the bed clothing. I knew that that had happened. So I held him very close. Time to calm his racing heart and stop his crying as I changed his clothes and put on new bed sheets. I held him till he went to sleep. I didn't know then that in just a few months later he would pass away. I'll always remember holding him in my arms. Some parents are not physically able to have the children they most desire to form their own family. I'm a witness that the Lord can guide such parents to spirits he would have in their home through the process of adoption. Later, when those children are sealed in the temple by the authority of the priesthood, they are in every sense equivalent to children born to that couple in the covenant. Marriage enables you to really find out who you are. It provides an ideal setting for overcoming any tendency to be selfish or self centered. I think one of the reasons that you're counseled to get married early in life is so that you won't develop inappropriate character traits that are hard to change. I'm grateful that Father in Heaven. Made women more sensitive, with greater capacity to express love, more able to show patience, and to keep things on an even keel. For women, the difference between right and long is as right and wrong is as vivid as black and white. But many of us men see a wide range of gray. We haven't had arguments in our home, but that was because of a compassionate wife who always kept things in proper balance. My precious wife, although afflicted with an aggressive terminal disease, consistently found joy in life. She understood the plan of happiness and had received the temple ordinances and was doing her best to qualify for the promised blessings. Her personal journal records, quote, It is a beautiful day. I picked up the mail and sat down on the swing. I was so happy and content in the warm sun, the sweet smell of nature and the trees around me. I just sat and gloried in the fact that I am still alive on this earth. The Lord has been so good to me. How I thank him that I'm still here and feeling so good. I am so happy. I just want to shout and dance through this beautiful house as the sun streams into the big windows. I love being alive. I know what it is to love a daughter of Father in Heaven who, with grace and devotion, lived the full feminine splendor of her righteous womanhood. I love my dearest wife, Janine. She was always joyously happy, and much of it came from service to others. Even while very ill, in her morning prayer, She would ask her Father in Heaven to lead her to someone she could help. That sincere supplication was answered time and again. The burdens of many were eased. Their lives were brightened. She was blessed continually for being an instrument directed by the Lord. Please pardon me for speaking of my precious wife, Janine. But we are an eternal family. Although she is on the other side of the veil, that love and appreciation for each other continues to grow and mature. I am confident that when I, in the future, see her again beyond the veil, that we'll recognize that we are more deeply in love. We'll appreciate each other even more, having spent this time separated by the veil. We've grown closer together through the kindness of the Lord. Some of you may feel lonely and unappreciated and cannot see how it will be possible for you to have the blessing of marriage and children or your own family. All things are possible to the Lord. And he keeps the promises he inspires his prophets to declare. Eternity is a long time. Have faith in those promises and live to be worthy of them so that in his time the Lord can make them come true in your life with certainty You will receive every promised blessing for which you are worthy. I pray that it will be on this side of the veil. In closing, I share an eternal principle that will assure you of a rich, purposeful life. Whether you are single or married, I have found that the best way to live life is to seek to know the will of the Lord is guided by the Holy Spirit. He knows what is best for you. With obedience and faith in Him, He will help you realize His will for you in your life. May the Lord inspire, guide, and richly bless each of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. been listening to the love and marriage podcast presented by byu speeches please check out our other podcasts of recent speeches classic speeches and byu speeches compilations on overcoming adversity by study and by faith come follow me the prophet joseph smith and jesus christ our savior and redeemer go to speeches.byu.edu and click on podcasts for more information